everybody. Welcome back to The Instance. The Instance episode, in fact, 496 is what we're talking about. So you don't have to. That's right. Oh, that's old school. Uh, Friday, July 14th, uh, 2017. It's me, Scott Johnson, and that guy is Mark the Turpster Turpin. Hi. Me, me. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? What's going on with you I'm over there? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. I, uh, I got my second legendary today. Yeah? What'd you uh, get? Finally. Um, I got Whispers of the Nazarene. Ooh, what the uh, hell is that? Which is a Rhett Paladin uh, back piece. Yeah. Um, that gives me, uh, I think it's like 15 or 20% extra damage on my next kind of Templar's Verdict or yeah. Divine Storm uh, within like, I don't know, like five seconds or something of doing one. So uh, every now and then I hit really hard, yeah. uh, which, as you know, you know me well. I love when I hit really hard. Oh yeah, no. Um, so when, when you that's... hit it, when you hit it hard, the rest of us go. You home. feel it. You yeah. all feel it. Exactly. That's the thing. When it happens, you're like, whoop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I felt I that. I felt that. Yeah. I felt that. All Sometimes there'll be people on the eastern seaboard um, <laughs> who will be able to be like, "Did Turps just crit?" Yes, I did. Yes, I did just crit. Yeah. All over the place. Yes, so. uh, like you do. Now, here's the thing for those, maybe maybe no one was wondering this, and I'm just bringing it up fresh, but uh, you're actually going to be back in the States like in a week. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe that's not happening yeah. now. Is that not exactly. happening? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe I, I shouldn't be saying. I don't know. Oh, because um, there could be. That's why I don't know. That's why I don't know. It's oh. easier to maybe, allegedly, Scott. Yeah. Allegedly. All right. Um. Just wave so, if you fly over me, wave or bird me or whatever. I will. I will make sure I time my excretions in the plane <laughs> to be exactly. So you're gonna, and then when you're gonna go out the door picking up your your newspaper, yeah. um, which is probably an iPad actually for you, yeah. and you're gonna pick it up and you'll be like, "What a lovely day!" There's nothing that could happen right now that would ever spoil my. And then you get showered in my piss. Um, <laughs> And you're like, wow. God damn you, Tipster! I didn't know you like could that. control when the plane would uh, evacuate its store. I, I, it happens. It's one motion. That's mm. what they don't tell you, but it is. So okay. when you press that, that's how they get so much suction. Because <laughs> it's just that's just the outside. That's just literally they just open a little hole at the bottom of the plane. Oh, I see. So when we say it, feel, yeah. it looks like, it looks like rain, honey, and, and that's not really rain. It's not rain. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it's a golden shower, oh, great. as they say. <laughs> great. So you know, oh, is it is it spitting outside? It's showering. You know, showering. since we've gone this far, I may as well ask you this this difficult traveler's question because you travel okay. a fair amount. I travel all the time. Yeah, uh, always on a plane. Do you uh, are you one of those types? Even though it's a you know sometimes it's a twelve hour flight for you. Are you one of those that will try to uh, hold it? And not go the entire time because airplane bathrooms are the worst places on earth, and you don't want to be in there. Um, I don't think I like. I like. I don't think I intentionally hold it. Mm. Um, I mean, they're not pleasant places, obviously. But no, I you know, I uh, I use the facilities for what they're intended for. All right. Uh, which apparently is spraying piss liberally everywhere. <laughs> um, but no, I. I I try to I try to be as courteous a traveler as I can. You gotta be the the be the change you want to see in the world, Scott. Yeah. Uh, very wise man said that. Yeah. Me, you. Uh, as well as other people. Yeah, I flew. I went eighteen hours or something to Tokyo once, and I didn't pee the entire time. So wow, didn't yeah. pee? Didn't pee? Holy moly! Yeah. I'll be amazed, Scott, if I can go like this show without peeing. <laughs> you know, that's why I have a bottle. You've got to always have a bottle with you. You drink it. And then you fill it. Yeah. So pretty yeah, sure it wouldn't happen today. I'm pretty sure I'd have to pee today. Anyway, yeah. I mean, uh, you must have had the bladder of a of a young man. Like this bla- Zeus's bladder, really. 
Zeus's bladder. Speaking of Zeus's bladder, uh, man, do we have a fun-filled show for you guys. Now, here's the that deal. That sounds like a bag of piss. You can't say the show's a bag of piss. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, just full disclosure, this one's going to be a stinker. Mm. Uh, no, it's going to be good. Yeah, this one, great stuff. this one will leave a stain on you because it's spoilery. So I, I just want to give people fair Everything. warning. So literally stop listening now if you don't want to hear 7.3 yeah. spoilers. Yeah, this is okay? war. If you want to save it and keep it special. Yeah. We're going to get out of our systems now. It's, Patrick's not here, Mm-mm. so we're like, no one's to stop us. No. No one's to go, la, 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 no spoilers. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He likes He likes to do that. He doesn't watch movie spoilers. He doesn't watch game spoilers. He wants to wait until he experiences it himself, and that's yeah. fine. We respect that. He's not. I, he's actually I, I got a reason for not being here, but yes, that's. I instantly have to spoil it for myself because <laughs> that way I spoiled it for me. Yeah. Not any of you mother truckers out there. Yeah. You know, me me yeah because uh, otherwise that's thing it gets it gets mu- a bit much for me i get i get upset i understand so, plus there are you know, studies like- there are studies that suggest spoilers make things more enjoyable for us i'm not saying we sh- that oh, if really? you're out there and you don't believe that that doesn't mean you have to stay and listen but there are actual i, who, I can't who, who conducted that study that's uh, like you know are they an see. expert was it i don't know was it um luke skywalker's dad darth vader <laughs> or was it was it the fact that snape killed dumbledore is that what did it <laughs> I don't know. Who 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 conducted it? Here it is. Spoilers uh, make you enjoy stories more. This according to the University of California. Oh, okay. Uh, it says here. I'll allow it. Uh, hold on. There's Okay, here we go. The story is going to spoil. Okay, one more spoiler in the movie. Okay. Uh, enjoying the spoils. If suspense, surprise, and satisfying resolutions are the heroes of this, uh, uh, that save a story, spoilers are the villains that try to well spoil everything, or at least that's what we thought. Uh, then they go on to say during their initial experiment, they explain the whole thing uh, that people enjoyed stories more when they knew stuff beforehand. Now, I'm not saying that if you approach the usual suspects and uh, fully knew what was going to happen, that you're going to somehow enjoy that more than you would have had the surprise landed on you. Uh, however, uh, you know, th- that's not really what we're doing today. We're not really going to say. Well, we are, and in some cases we are. We're going to say straight up what happens at the end of a certain so raid. Exactly. So some of this stuff we're going to spoil. Some of this stuff we're going to speculate on. Yeah. And uh, it's been out there for a week. Yeah. So that for me is enough of a sort of okay. Yeah. And we've given you now like a five minute preamble. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't turned off yet, <laughs> that's like a waiver. You've basically signed a waiver for us, and you're saying like, yeah, I don't mind. Tell me, tell me stuff. Yeah. So we're going to dive um, right or in. You already know. We're going to dive right into seven point three. Here's this. So last week there was. Oh, it's so cool! <laughs> you were so Holy excited. Shit. I've never seen you. I've never seen you so remotely excited in my in my life. So you may want to explain why you got so jazzed up about this. Like you freaked okay. out on Twitter. You so, were losing your mind. So so basically, um, holy nuts. Okay, this is we've been teased that this would be like uh, the end of the Legion uh, for some time at least, or this would be it. We you know we're dealing with the Legion. Uh, oh yeah, we're dealing with them. Mm. So. Top line stuff. Um, the 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 reason the Burning Legion uh, has this endless army is that Sargeras uh, has a captive Titan. He has a nascent Titan soul, Argus. Um, now Argus itself uh, is kind of being corrupted, much as the Void Lords uh, want to corrupt and make a Void Titan a Dark Titan. Um, Sargeras has corrupted the world soul of Argus, the planet, 
named Argus. Yeah. And we get to fight this Titan. Uh, and in doing so, we remove the kind of the, the fuel, I guess, of the Legion's war machine. So we are completely kind of scuppering the Burning Legion. Um, on top of that, uh, the bosses and people we encounter, there's actual Titan soul fragments or like uh, portions of their power. Um, so we, we know, for example, that um, uh, when, when Kiljaden, uh, sorry, Kiljaden, when Sargeras um, defeated the Pantheon, um, they sent out the remnants of their power and souls to their titanic keepers on Azeroth. Mm -hmm. And Keeper Ra felt this and was like, oh, nuts. Uh, and he goes off, and that's where we kind of get the whole Pandaria, Thunder King, eating his heart, getting some power. Rathian eats his heart. He gets some power. Uh, but it turns out that not all of the essence went. So actually, we got ourselves some Titan like our gods are they're not alive but there's a portion of their souls that's still there mm. um and so crazy stuff so rewinding a bit so sargeras was originally the kind of the hand of the titans he went out and administered justice across the cosmos so he would go out and slay um any infestations of the void old gods and as such. Uh, he also had a lieutenant, a lieutenant by the name of um, Agrimar. Um, Agrimar? Agr Agrimar, I think is right. But, by the way, yeah. when he would dispense this justice, sometimes that meant the... I mean, didn't he kind of go rogue and kind of destroy entire planets just because he was like, well... Well, no, that's the thing. That's when he started to fall to uh, it all. He started to uh, kind of um, get corrupted himself. Yeah. So he started, and again, it's a very sort of chaotic, uh, it's kind of, I guess it's chaotic good or cha chaotic evil. Mm. No, chaotic good. Yeah, chaotic I'm say. good, like, I believe. Yeah. In, in his mind, the solution was simple. How do we stop the void? Well, the void feeds on life. So if I kill everything, it's got nothing to feed on. It's going to starve. It's going to wither and it's going to die. So the only way I can defeat this enemy that is beyond power and measure is to kill everything else. And if I kill everything else, we're good. Yeah. You know, it's a very sound thing. And it's all, you know, you're all, all for it up until you're the thing that Sargeras is going to kill. And then you're like, well, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe we can come to some sort of arrangement here. Um, <laughs> So anyway, his Lieutenant Agrimar um, was um, believed to be killed uh, along with all the others. Turns out he, or at least again, a portion of his soul and power, whatever, is now a, a servant of Sargeras. And so he is one of our nemesis um, in the Argus raid. Yeah. Um, and so we get to fight uh, you know, these huge bastions of power. Um, on top of that, they have a plan. They have a solution um, where Sargeras is going to raise a new pantheon. And once he raises this new pantheon of titans, the power, uh, nothing in the universe is going to be able to stop the Legion. So it's very fortuitous that we've managed to take the fight to the Legion 
right before they're about to you know unveil their super weapon you know we're at this tiny bit um but in order to do so they need ENR the life binder mm. they need her final um essence and so um we have to find her soul and help hopefully uh save um the the universe the cosmos um so can you explain something real quick though if these i'm with you so far and i understand okay. this like essence of the titans and they and in, in these bosses we're going to fight from what i understand are all titans or at least they are corporeal forms of them mm-hmm. uh how is it that these creatures or these beings that are planet sized with so much power why a how how do we have any chance against that as a 10 man 25 man bunch of you know whatever's or moreover why aren't they this giant galactus size so this is this is the interesting thing and this is what we'll discover okay um so first up fragments of those galactic powers so um i think the easiest thing so there's, there's the reason we kind of know these things or suspect these things is because uh, they've data mined voice lines so actual lines of voice from the game. I don't think uh, we have any of them to hand, but fortunately, I'm a chameleon of the voice. <laughs> you know, so uh on on MMO Champion they got a little section on ENR. Yeah. So I'll read that out. So firstly, Magni Bronzebeard. Okay, so we all know King Magni, uh, he was turned to diamond as he communicated with the very earth itself. Yeah. Um and it reveals to be Azeroth, the the Titan, it's a female Titan form. Um the Titan world soul that is within our planet or so we think yeah and apparently a big important one according to this data mine like yeah. way more important maybe than we thought so we will see anyway yeah so magni says the life binder somehow she's the key to sargeras's plan because he's a dwarf that's yeah. perfect so there's a little we music must... for you right here see go ahead go ahead we must find her soul i just don't know how and illidan says leave that to me so Illidan, you know, he's on side. We're like, we're fully buddied up now with Illidan. We trust him. Yeah. He's a badass. Yeah. Okay. But the life binder, when we first read that, we're thinking, what? Alex Straza? Mm. No. Again, mm. it's Ianar, the true life binder, the original life binder, who b- bestowed her powers, some of her power, to the dragonflight, to the red dragonflight, and that of Alex Straza. Mm. Um, Magni continues, champions, I heard a familiar voice calling. So I fought my way inside this accursed place. And the essence of Ianar says, Champions, hear me. Just imagine me very buxom. Very nice breasts. <laughs> the Legion has breached my sanctuary and my defenses will soon be overrun. Stand with... i got to scroll over. Yeah. Me, now. <laughs> Lest Sargeras claim his prize. Oh, wow. And Magni says, It's Ianar, the life binder. The portal leads to our sanctuary. Go! I'll stay here and cover your backs. <laughs> there we go. And the essence of Ianar says, The tormented cries of the Pantheon ring out from deep within the core of Argus. If Sargeras breaks them as he did Agrimar, no power in this universe will stop him. Mm. Release them, champions, or your struggle will be for naught. <laughs> Magni continues after some great battles. The souls of the Pantheon are free, but they endured so much suffering. Let me bide with them for a time 
offer a bit of comfort. <laughs> and Prophet Velen says, remain here, Magni. The rest of us will go on. Yeah. And Illidan says, so close to the end. <laughs> It's exciting. Yeah, he's got some exciting stuff. Yeah, very much so. I, your reenactment has is really brought it it's, to life. For I'm me. trying to bring it to life the best we can. Yeah. Um, so in this little exchange, we see that the Pantheon, their, their souls or their fragments of souls, yeah. whatever it turns out to be, they're contained within the core of Argus, mm. along with this, this corrupted or corrupting uh, uh, world soul of Argus. Um, Magni has a conversation uh, with Archmage Cadgar, Dadgar himself, the shit wizard. Yeah, the shit wizard. I, He's the best. Yeah. I will. I will give us this uh, as we we see uh, how this goes. All okay. Right, all right. Uh, <clears throat> Magni, are you all right, Magni? Says Archmage Cadgar. Yeah. Merrily, a little bit chirpily. Magni <laughs> responds, "A sword in the darkness, sands soaked in pain." The wound, burning, burning. He's fighting through the pain to let us see. The voice is alone, weak, but so beautiful. <laughs> now, that, I believe, is actually one of the final things we'll hear in uh, Legion. Oh, until the next... We'll go into to, to why... That may be the final voice line. And remind me, um, Ma Magni's not all. He's good now, right? He's. We don't know. He may be uh, the the king, the boy king that serves at the master's table. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we we covered in an early lore episode, the first one, or no, second one, uh, the whispers of Ilganoth. Yeah. Um, and this this old god, uh, corrupted essence within the Emerald Nightmare, who told us a lot of riddles and a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and. We will see. Yeah. We will see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, if we just kind of rewind and recap a little bit, yeah. what we have now is we have a raid where we are going to take down Argus itself. Right. Um, the 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 world soul. Um, the models have been data mined, and we see these cool, very kind of typical Titanic. They look like. Odin mm -hmm. and you know and Thorim and you know like these Titanic watches um, who evidently were built in their image. Um, Ianar looks just like um, what's her face from uh, Old War, uh, oh, Lady um, uh, right, Lady uh, Pants. Uh, uh, but anyway, that's that, that who one. she made. Well, yeah. Um, so it's quite interesting to see uh, that we're going to be kind of fighting up against them. I don't think the scale of them is going to be obscene because I don't think it's fun as a, you know, a DPS to be, you know, hammering away on the second toe from the right mm -hmm. and that encompass encompassing the whole screen. You know, it is, uh, it's got to be made playable and, and cool. Um, and I don't know if they'll have it as a, um, uh, as a, you know, kind of just a story device or if they'll just be like, nah, don't worry about it. Right. Um, so, um, so basically, Agrimar has some lines, and he says, Mortals, I wasted millennia fighting to spare you from corruption, until at last my eyes were open to the truth. You are the corruption. Mm. We will save the universe by wiping all memory of you from existence. 
Soon comes the awakening of my brother, Argus. Together, our new pantheon would join the master in breaking your fetid world. Mm. But you would not live to see it. Wow. So hold on now. Yeah. So Argus. So so Argus. I mean, we may have skipped over this too quick. Argus is mm-hmm. is a dude now. I mean, we knew we knew Argus it was a soul. Be a dude. So Argus is a world soul. Yeah. And this is what we're kind of you know. Soon comes the awakening of my brother. Mm. So what we know from this is that Argus hasn't hatched yet. But we also know we fight Argus, and we know he looks like a tight. You know, he looks so. Maybe we hatch him early and that's how we can kill him. Yeah. Uh, maybe he just comes out and he's a babby titan and it's like, you know, he'll grow into something, you know, bigger. But again, we can fight him there. Or maybe we get infused with the powers of the Pantheon and we kill them that way. So his visual, uh, his look is, um, I have some concerns. I guess I expected something different than what uh, Argus is going to look like. So I've seen him as, as, I think the one I've seen looks a bit like Thorim but with like a, a mask out of some sort of um, Del Toro film. A little bit. Like he, yeah. he looks a little bit like um, something like that. Yeah. Um, he's got like these weird uh, polygonal light type stuff mm-hmm. around him. And I don't know. He, he's just different than I expected. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just something I noticed, which is fine. It's fine. You know, whatever. They've kept this thing and this deal a mystery for so long that now that we finally get to see it, I mean, obviously it's going to, going to land on people differently depending on what you thought you were going to get mm. anyway i didn't mean to interrupt continue on that's fine no no so so um okay all right here, here we go um so we go from antorus's heart yeah so uh this is so velen says you know this may be the one place in the universe sacred to the legion demons would pluck out their eyes sooner than gaze on it and Illidan says, who could ever imagine such a sacrifice? He plucked his, well, he didn't. He has got burnt out. But normally <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, demon hunters uh, pull their own eyes out. Sure. Um, Illidan says, the heart of Antorus lies before us. The power behind the Legion's infinite army. Magni says, so much agony here. So many voices. It's, it's nearly overwhelming. But I can feel Ianar urging us forward. Velen says, at long last, the end is upon us. Mm. Press on, my friends. So, this is where, okay, so this is where we kind of talk about the the final act right. of Legion. Um, so. Final act being what? Seven, is there a 7.4? Well, or do you think this is it? No, no, this is 7.3 and this is it. This there is may be a it. bridge patch, right. but okay. this is all winding up and you've got to hope that um, you know, they'll announce something maybe at Gamescom like they did with Legion yeah. or maybe at BlizzCon uh, because it's WoW. Yeah. And BlizzCon's not that far away. Um, no. Obviously, Gamescom's a lot closer, um, but it may be that Gamescom becomes a sort of, uh, uh, here's a Bridger patch that yeah. we're putting in and we go, oh, we've got new Battlegrounds and yeah. new this and new that. And it's still, you know, stuff of merit or it may be, uh, that they talk about another expansion, I also which game, we'll go on to, to speculate. Gamescom, as we learned with Legion, was a good place to to tease it out and just kind of have some basic stuff and a real quick little cinematic and kind of an overall theme. And then BlizzCon comes along and then just fleshes all that out. Bones, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So this is the final bit on the MMO Champion article, right. and I love this. All okay. Right. So Magni says, 
The Titans can sever that connection, but not here. They need to bring the solar Argus to their place of power, the seat of the Pantheon. Illidan says, Our victory means nothing, so long as Sargeras has the soul of Argus to fuel his infinite army. Azeroth remains in great peril. <laughs> Magni says, Their final act will harness the last of Argus's power to imprison Sargeras once and for all. Heroes, I can signal the Titans to begin. Once they start their ritual, there's no turning back. The tortured soul of Argus has been put to rest. Illidan says, it matters not. We have lost. Look to the skies. And so, look to the skies, Scott, I hope means we're going to see full-size Titan Sargeras. Oh my God. Corrupted being above us or big scary eye i don't know it's a tricky one yeah but i love the idea uh that this prophet velen says sargeras will soon undo all we have fought for and then we hear the voice of amon thul now amon thul was the leader of the pantheon yeah. and he says no we will use the last glimmer of argus's power to bind him here the seat of the pantheon shall become Sargeras's prison, and ours as well. <laughs> so, so those guys are going to they're going to sacrifice them, themselves. The gods yeah. are locking up the devil. Yeah. We're getting this is this is a full on sacrifice. Yeah. Prophet Velen says, "You would condemn yourselves to stop him." Illidan says, "Our world must survive, no matter the cost." <laughs> Voice of Amonthul says, A sacrifice must be made. Return home, children of Azeroth. Protect the final Titan. Yeah. And then Torellian says to the prophet Velen, says, Prophet, what happened out there? And Velen fills us in on the details that we haven't seen. And he says, Illidan serves as the dark Titan's jailer. His sacrifice has ended the Legion. At long last, the burning crusade is over. Well, so, so, okay. So Illidan, yeah. Yeah. imprisoned for 10,000 <laughs> years, becomes the jailer. Yeah. The prisoner becomes the jailer. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. So Illidan makes the ultimate sacrifice. Um, well, I don't think he's dead. But, you okay, know, wait, wait, hold up. on. You don't think he's dead. So so my yep. reading of it was that he he is dead and his death and and whatever power that that comes with is the is the locking mechanism and he's essentially gone. That's it. He's out. But no, you I say he's found his essence to contain Sargeras within the seat of the Pantheon. Okay. And that's what I think is I think we see that Illidan becomes the jailer, the prisoner becomes the jailer. Right. Uh, he gives up his freedom. He gives up everything as he always has. Uh, you know, he sacrificed everything. What have you given? You think his uh, last words will be Tyrande before he goes? No, okay. no, exactly. I think it would be like, you know, they'll make some cheesy sort of like, turns out I was prepared. <laughs> See you later guys. You know, you'd be like, really? Okay. Um, no, maybe who knows? Uh... I like, you know, Toronto, Malfurion, my <laughs> beloved. Um, you know, 
She sometimes calls him my dear because of the antlers. Yeah, uh, I get it. So <laughs> I, I think this is beautiful. I think what would be interesting, I love the idea of uh, Maev being like, you know, not so fast, Illidan. Mm. You're not escaping my watch. Mm. And then she goes as well. I don't know. I kind of like the idea that they're trapped <laughs> in this thing together. Um, but basically, Illidan, uh, he does it. He does what he set out to do. He's, he's, he stops. He defeats the Burning Legion. He does the impossible. Do we stop calling uh, him the betrayer? Do we start calling him something else? Like is the, he, savior. the savior. The savior. Mm. Yeah. No. Exactly. He he was. You know. He didn't betray us. He he delivered us. Yeah. Um. So holy nuts. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Now when that so okay, so that leaves two things kind of open. One, the essence of of uh, of Illidan persists in some form. The jailer now. Uh. Uh, Sargeras not really dead. He's just imprisoned for 10,000 years or whatever. So he's now, you know, safely tucked away. But both of these characters could be uh, things in the future. Always. I mean, let's think Blizzard is very smart in that they don't really kill stuff off. Yeah. Um, You know, they they do and they don't. Um, And even if they do, they can bring it back. Or we've got alternate timeline version and all the rest. But here we basically are putting on ice the devil and uh, the fan favorite. Uh, of Illidan. Yeah. You know, after bringing him back for two patches, <laughs> we kill him off. Yeah. Or, you know, we get rid of him. He's gone. Yeah. Um, but that's that beautiful moment for an emotional goodbye and some vindication as well. You know, Illidan's always been this kind of misunderstood character um, that kind of let us down. Yeah. Uh, or so we thought. But yeah. he doesn't. I'm going to call him, um, uh, it's the devil and uh, winged winged Jesus. How about that? Yes, exactly. Like yeah. a yeah, a, a bat wing Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's it's really interesting. So, we're jumping around a bit, but um, Sargeras has a conversation with Agrimar. Yeah. And Agrimar says, "What is your bidding, Master?" Sargeras says, "The circle nears completion. The mortals must not disrupt the rebirth." And I think that's interesting. Rebirth. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's just you know, if if Argus has been a Titan before, and that's why the planet sundered a bit because it hatched, and now he's back in there, or something, I'm not too sure. Mm. Uh, Agrimar says, "Those who will not serve shall be destroyed. It is the only way." Yeah. And Sargeras, you know, become the instrument of my wrath once again, Agrimar. End this incursion of the light. The hour of rebirth draws near. Are the souls prepared? And Agrimar replies, Our kin still resist the true path, Master, but soon they will be broken. Uh, One still eludes us, Sargeras replies. Her essence is needed to ensure the victory of my crusade. And then Agrimar's, The life binder will soon reveal herself. She will not escape me, Master. Um, Oh, this is, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're seeing that there there is a sort of a resistance thing going on, but equally that they're trying to use the powers of other titans to reborn, to rebirth Argus, or however they're going to do it. So um, Argus is going to be an interesting thing that we were never too sure if Argus had a world soul or not. Um, But holy nuts, you know, we've got this crazy, uh, crazy um, 
scenario. Do you, do you think like, do you think Sargeras can now can can he finally be in like a character in this game? Because up till now, Sargeras is this mystical. Maybe we'll hear about the him thing one is, day. So far, he's been very much like the um, the eye of Sauron. Yeah, that we see his eye or some scary thing when we fight um, uh, Gul'dan, uh, and. It kind of would make sense if a bit like Sauron and Voldemort and all these great evils mm. that he was a kind of a lingering essence that needed to act through pawns to get what he needed done. And that actually the rebirth could be Sargeras's rebirth. And it's like, you know, he needs all of these titans to reborn for him to reborn right. uh, to a body. And maybe that's what Argus's kind of role is. Mm. Um we're gonna see. Yeah, I'm very um, excited about that. What do you What do you say about this uh, void looking um, Illyria Windrunner? Well, exactly. So this is interesting. So um, we have uh, Illyria and Torellian. Now, um, Torellian is the um, high exarch of the Army of the Light. He's the big boss. Yeah. Uh, and whilst he's been gone for I don't know, like thirty years in our timeline, maybe a bit longer, uh, according to him. And Ilaria, they've been gone for like 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so time in the Twisting Nether or on these other planets is different. And somehow they're also immortal. Uh, I guess that's from being champions of the light. Right. Um, and he's like paladin man number one, right? Like straight he, up. He's he's one of the original paladins uh, taught by... Um, uh, I think he was taught by uh, Lothar. When he became a paladin, okay. I think he was. Well, I think they. I think they were together. They formed the Silver Hand, as far as I'm aware. Right. You know, Uther was there as well. They're all good buddies. Right. Um, but Torellian uh, was uh, one of Cadgar's buddies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, they they were the ones in Warcraft two that kind of saved the day. Yeah. Uh, and again, made the ultimate sacrifice. Um. <laughs> so, we got some cool stuff as well. So, uh, there people who are um paladins will know about Arator, who's the son of Torellian and Aleria. Um, you may have met him in the Burning Crusade in, like, the Alliance Inn. He's a he's a, a high elf paladin. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he is uh, kind of... He's a nice guy. Um, <laughs> but what we, what we kind of see... So here we go. So I'll just read through what happens here. Right, so right. Torellian says, Son, there is much more we have to say. But our ally, allies at the Zenadar will soon be overrun. Alaria says, You must go to their aid, Torellian. I will scout behind enemy lines and provide a distraction. We will, retu- we will return soon, Arator. Arator says, I understand. Light, light be with you both. Stay safe, Vel- uh, Verissa uh, Windrunner, um, who's Alaria's sister. Um, you would have seen her in Suramar. Um, she's the... Uh, the uh, younger sister of uh, Sylvanas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, we will gather the others and prepare for the battle to come. Arator says, it pains me to see them go, Aunt Verissa. I could not bear to lose them now, not after waiting all these years. Verissa says, have patience, Arator. It may take time, but your family will be whole again. I know it. Arator says, no doubt my mother will soon ask about Sylvanas. What are you going to tell her? Verissa says, it's a conversation I know me must have, but the thought of it fills me with dread. How can I explain to Ilaria what our sister has become? The truth will break her heart. 
But so at this point, when we first meet them, yeah. Torellian is the, the ultimate in light. We then start to learn more about Illyria. And it looks like Illyria has a ethereal void um, um, infused um, uh, ethereal yeah. <laughs> um, called Locust Walker. Um, and he basically uh, is coaching Illyria in using the void. Now, as we know, the void is the antithesis of the light. So you've got this partnership, uh, this pairing between Torellian, the light, the ultimate light champion, and Alaria, who is becoming more and more, uh, he, she's trying to use the void. I, I don't think she's corrupted by the void, but she's learning how to harness and control the void. Um, and doesn't it always lead to that though. Corruption just is right around the corner. Well, exactly. That's what. But hmm, who knows? Who knows? The, right. the reality here is we've got this lovely yin yang relationship, um, and potentially um, Arathor, uh, one of the whispers before, um, speaks of a child of the darkness and the light, and he may feel that in terms of you know the light is very much Torellian. And the darkness could be very much Alaria. Right. Now, obviously, Alaria's wasn't dark when she uh, gave birth to him, but maybe it's not about that. You know, that's what she inhibits now. Um, so we see Alaria. Um, she may have been in trouble before with the Army of the Light. There's there's kind of dialogue lines that allude to Alaria maybe being under watch again, um, or maybe we encounter her first venturing. But it seems that Locust Walker. Um, he uh, basically uh, shows her how to um, control and use the void. Um, so um, what what we find in in this patch is that uh, one of the uh, Naru uh, by the name of Lura um, is gone gone dark, gone void, as happens. Mm. You know they 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 often um, they often you know turn the light off and we're left with this uh, crazy void that often can be reborn. Uh, but it seems that Alaria will actually consume the essence of this void Naru um, and could be, you know, super, super void powerful. Um, and she's a huntress, but also this kind of shadow wielding void Huntress. Yeah. So, do we have a Shadow Hunter? Is that going to be a new class in the next expan expansion? Ooh. Are they trying to prime us for something, or you know, what is she? So, she's going to be really exciting to 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 watch, uh, and it's going to be um, interesting to see her development um, because we don't quite know uh, how far she's going to go. I don't think we're going to put her down. I don't think we're going to have that scenario where all of a sudden. Uh, we're telling, uh, you know, Torellian's like, yeah, kill my wife. Oh, she's so shadowy. I think that, again, as with everything, we're going to see that you don't have to be consumed by the void. That's just the 99.999 repeating, of course, yeah. uh, percentage chance of of you being consumed and, you know, driven insane by the void. Shadow priests embrace it. They go crazy. That's their, their whole shtick. Yeah. Is they're like completely loco you know void uh infused but that gives them great power 
Alaria seems to be more being taught to uh, kind of, um, you know, Locus says, um, uh, so basically uh, there's a there's a line here. Um, so Alaria asks about the Naru, how did a being of the light become a creature of shadow? Yeah. The Locust Walker replies, the void is a force of change, of transformation. Shadows are fluid, ever shifting. Alaria says, I feel the fallen Naru's power. It beckons me. Locust Walker says, you stand on the cusp of destiny, Illyria. That will be, there will be choices to make and consequences to face. Yeah. So consequences, oh, a bit scary. Illyria says, even defeated, the dark Naru surges with power. I hear the shadows calling to me. Claim its essence, Illyria Windrunner. Make its chaos your own. The Locust Walker then says, after she does this, you survived. Interesting. How do you feel? She says, the voices are louder now, more insistent, but they do not control me. The Locust Walker says, you asked me to teach you to use the void as a weapon. Now that weapon is you. Alaria says, it seems my training is complete. <laughs> Locust Walker says, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we need to test the limits of this newfound power. Yeah. Come. And so... It looks like we're going to have a lot of adventures alongside these guys, and we're going to see the power of the void, the impacts of the void. We're kind of getting primed on what the what the nuts are, uh, are the void. Now, uh, you know, it's something we've seen around, but we're gonna we're gonna see more. Now, the front. So, for those not in the know, and maybe everyone knows this, but in Stormwind, there are two two of the main statues on the sort of entry uh, mm-hmm. bridge. There are her and Terellian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Illyria and Terellian are there now. Terellian in this thing uh in his statue form which is you know to he's got a little plaque you can read and everything it's supposed to look like i mean he just looks like a dude with armor on yeah now obviously didn't do anything in this thing he's like multiple he looks like three or four warcraft races all kind of combined in a weird way as do we know anything about why that is because it's been a while since we've seen very much a human um so again unless they've changed that uh he is you know he's a human okay uh and that's 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 cool i mean that's his that's his whole backstory um so what we're looking at with um with Torellian is that you know obviously he's he's he should be older now yeah ten thousand years older um and you know he looks uh cool uh but he is very much a uh so a he's human. human but he's uh, the stuff that they've data mined there's like a couple of little things that make him so, look i mean I don't, I think it's just a custom model. If you remember when they first put Arthas into the game, yeah. uh, you know, we had the old models and it's like, oh, man, this guy looks really weird. But it's because, you know, they were doing an up-resed version. Now, Torellian, uh, you know, he's got a big scar running across his face. Uh, but to me, he looks in and out human. Uh, he's got some sweet facial fuzz, uh, some cool hair and stuff. He looks amazing, I think. Uh, and his armor is uh, super cool. Yeah. Super, super, super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, very, very uh paladin esque. Yeah, he's got um, that he's got that gold glow thing uh, like everywhere now. He looks like he's the he looks like the very <laughs> he looks like every paladin effect ever smushed into a dude. So he's got yes. all the power the paladins ever had and then some it looks like. Exactly. Yeah. So so he's he's a good guy, uh, and he's he's leading the army of the light, and we're kind of we're happy with that. Yeah. Um the other models you can check out again on MMO Champion or Wowhead—they're all data mined and up there—are of the the Pantheon. 
so you can see um, some of the uh, you can see the ethereals. So you can see the ethereal new ethereal models that are all void infused. Mm-hmm. Now the ethereals, their world was consumed by the void, and so that's why they're covered in bandages. Is that's holding together their essences, and so they're very important uh, in terms of understanding how. Uh, that all works yeah. uh and so they're going to be interesting uh people to to have uh more of and i think we're going to see more of them you think do you um, think they're going to be a playable uh deal one day potentially they could be a playable race in the next expansion um i don't know if they're cool enough in my eyes but yeah. maybe yeah yeah i think they, they they could be they could be yeah who knows i think they're kind of interesting i would i would probably I would probably be down with rolling a tune that looked like an ethereal, I think. Um, other things we kind of get in this patch, we get to hit, have all the backstory of Argus and the Draenei. Uh, so we get to see young Valon, uh, Prophet Valon, which is basically exactly the same as the current model, but with a black beard rather than a white one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also see an uncorrupted Kill Jaden and um, uh, uh, Archimonde. Uh, so, um, so those are pretty cool. They've got, it's quite nice how they've done the armor. You see the natural evolution between that and their kind of their current, uh, Legion armor. Um, the reason we kind of dive into some other stuff. So what happened along with the last PTR build, uh, is Blizzard maybe did a whoops or maybe did a sort of a a fake whoops to get us excited about news that may otherwise have been a you know, not picked up as easily. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they introduced some quest armor, which is all right. Okay, fair enough. Sure. Um, this quest armor, however, uh, is uh, leveling greens and stuff. I believe. Um, you know, nothing too impressive, but isn't marked for this expansion, really. Mm. And it's called Cool Taras. Now, Cool Taras, uh, if you remember on the Jaina episode is where the Proudmoors are from. Yeah. Um, and um, Admin Dalen Proudmoor, and now uh, the lady we haven't seen in a while, Jaina Proudmoor, uh, we believe is residing on Kulturas. Now, last time I checked, Kulturas wasn't on another planet called Argus, which is where we're going. Yeah. So they've put this armor in the game, which likely refers to the next expansion. Now, Kulturas... Um, also, interestingly, on this armor, of all the pieces to, to include on it, um, there's a scroll on the leg pieces which has a map. And on that map is a series of land masses that aren't in the game. Uh, now, Kulturas originally was kind of around the coast of um, uh, Silver Pine Forest, uh, off of the coast of... Um, uh, uh, I can't remember the Gilnean Gilneas. Oh, Gilneas. Uh, yeah. So uh, that way, that was that was a, a blonde moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, this landmass could very well be Kulturas. Um, you know, it's on the armor set that's named that. It's a kind of a sea base. There's lots of barnacles, and Kulturas are a, a, a nation of 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 sailors and ship merchants and pirates and everything in between. Um, and this could lead to the theory that we kind of talked about again back with the Organoth, where the next expansion is going to take place around uh, these uh, these islands and maybe even Nihilotha, uh, where Nazoth resides. Mm-hmm. And maybe the big bad guy of this next expansion is the final old god that we've yet to meet in World of Warcraft, 
Nazoth. Mm. Um, and now Nazoth is the creature that corrupted Deathwing, uh, well, Nefarian, uh, Nefarian into Deathwing. Yeah. Uh, the Naga, so he turned the, uh, the old High Elves uh, that fell with Queen Ashara into the Naga. Um, and is basically, uh, you know, a big baddie. Yeah. Uh, with originally with the old gods, he was always seen as the weaker of the of the group. But he's had a lot of time left uncontested under the under the waters. Um, it's also done a lot of damage, like a lot of long term stuff. Uh, yeah, I know. mean, if you look at if you basically think he's the reason for Deathwing. Now everything Deathwing did, like decimate the dragon flights. Um, sunder the the world with the cataclysm again um all of all of that stuff uh is kind of nazoth doing um the re the way nazoth uh corrupted deathwing was whispering to him in the earth now there's someone else we know who's received whispers through the earth and that's magni mm. and that's where we're not sure how much magni has been talking to uh azeroth and how much he's been talking to Azeroth, uh, so air quotes, um, that is actually Nazoth. Mm. And maybe we're going to be up against a full invasion from the Naga and the Old Gods, or at least Nazoth in this next expansion. I love the idea of uh, taking uh, garrisons and order halls, uh, class halls to the next level. I want us to have galleons. You know, I want to return to kind of Warcraft 2 with the ships. I want to have my own uh, ship that's my base where I have my own crew and I put together a crew. Maybe it's multi-class. Maybe I don't have to just have paladins on my boat. Maybe I can get like a sweet um, hunter as my lookout and he's using like his eagle vision and stuff and spotting stuff. Maybe I've got like a, a warrior on an oar because he's giving me a bit of extra when I need it. Uh, maybe a shaman just blowing wind into the cells. You know, I, I think you could have some really cool stuff um, as a as a as an entity. Uh, and I, I'm trying to think again, like, how are they going to take artifact weapons forward? So far, we don't really know of anything from what's been leaked um, about how we're passing over our, our artifact weapons. Why aren't we carrying these through into the next expansion? Because mm -hmm. we were told we're not. Now, maybe they're going to be like, ah, actually, yeah, you are. Sorry, yeah, we decided they're really cool. Um, but maybe we're not. Maybe it's going to be uh, that we give them to someone else in our order. Uh, maybe we're going to use the power contained within it to help lock in Sargeras into his final prison. Um, it's going to be an interesting transition as to how we uh, get from you know this amazing Paragon system that we currently have through artifact weapons to the next expansion uh, and whether or not we have a new artifact or maybe we get to design and build our own. I mean, that'd be kind of cool if like, you know, I'm like, I've got this hilt, this blade, uh, you know, I've enchanted it with these runes and etched in this and I've put these socketed, these gems, I've made my cool weapon and it's like, you know, it's my design. Uh, but maybe, you know, it, you know, the hilt I use gives me extra agility. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, there would be things I, I guess you could do with, with different systems out there, but I don't know how we're going to take artifacts to the next uh, mm -hmm. level. Well, the um, theories I always hear is like, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to take 
the the sword of Arthas with me to the next thing because they're all going to be rendered neutral or somehow some event in this entire thing is going to make all of our artifact weapon weapons suddenly become important to the end game. In other words, they were they were fun to level. They were this cool progression, secondary progression system. Like all of that stuff's true from a gameplay standpoint, but in the end, the story has to have some resolution. These can't just be a thing you keep forever and now you just level it through the rest of time that these weapons and their combined power will come into play in whatever our last stand is. Yeah, I guess so. And that's the thing is, I mean, if you play the game now, artifact power is is a lot of the game, like day to day. I'm picking up a lot of artifact power. You know, that seems to be, uh, you know, what we're doing. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, so... Other things we haven't really talked about yeah. um, are um, Varimathus, um, who is a dreadlord. Now, you might remember him as a dreadlord that was in Undercity, yeah. used to work with Sylvanas, uh, ultimately betrayed her alongside Putricide uh, with the, um, the Wrathgate scene. Um, in this, uh, we've got a new model for him where he is um, not looking good. Like, he's, <laughs> he's looking pretty messed up. Yeah. Like, you know, it looks like he's been flayed. Uh, he's got, you know, shackles on him. All of these things. What's his uh, name again? Got, What's his name? Uh, Var- Varamathus. Okay. That's how I say it. I don't know. It might be different. Okay. Um, but he has two different taunts that he says to either the Alliance or the Horde. And he says to the, uh, to the Alliance, So, your Alliance still endures longer than I expected, though she has already planted the seeds of his downfall. She is patient, that one. When your thrones run red with betrayal, when your holy paces burn and the shattered mask hangs above your hearth, only then you will know it, and it will be too late. It matters not. You are blind to the true darkness closing in around you. So shattered mask to me says Sylvanas. Yeah. The the sigil of the Undercity and the Forsaken is that shattered uh, high, uh, elven mask. Yeah. Um, so she is a patient. She is patient. That one. You know, he knew her. He he may know some of her machinations. Uh, but the thrones run red with betrayal. Who's going to betray the alliance? Like who would, who would do that? Yeah. Um, Elaria obviously is is falling to the void. Uh, but is can she contain it? Would she turn against the alliance? Uh, He also taunts the Horde. So, she found me at last. Sent her underlings to finish the job. So this is pretty explicitly Sylvanas here. Tell me, when she seized your throne of hide and bones, was your allegiance forced? No, I'd wager you surrendered it willingly. Or were convinced you did. It matters not. You are blind to the darkness in your midst. So mm. basically it's saying, so when Sylvanas became the war chief, was that a forced act? No, no, no. You were tricked. And the thing is, uh, Zul'jin, uh, right before he passes over um, to, the, not to, Zul'jin. Yeah, um, uh, Zul'jin, no? No, no, no. That's, um, is it Zul'jin? Zul'jin, the, the lead, former leader long. of the Horde? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. That's it's him, Zul'jin. not Vol... Vol- okay. No, sorry, Vol'jin. Vol'jin's the other guy. That's what it is, that's yeah. his dad. Uh, Vol'jin. 
Uh, I knew it was wrong. Yeah. Um, so Vol'jin uh, was like, I never trusted you. But it's funny how actually I'm about to die, brother. <laughs> and uh, the spirits be telling me you be the best choice for war chief. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit like, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, but what we're, what we're kind of highlighting here is that um, the spirits, the lower that whispered to him, potentially wasn't the lower. Maybe it was Nazoth mm. with a few more whispers, you know, telling people like, oh, yeah, you want to pick Savannah? She's, she's so hot right now. You know, you, we, we, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, um, I think it's just, again, another example of things getting a bit dicey for this next expansion. Yeah. So potentially we've got, you know, we're going to be looking for another war chief before too long. Um, and True. it's a question of, you know, where do we go next? Do, do you get any sense of, I mean, there's all, everyone's always like, all right, where does Jaina end up in this? in this expansion none of this data leads me to think that jane is even a thing like no no i do i think well with cool to ask cool to ask is is there yeah and jana is cool to ask that she's gone back to her family's home and i don't think that she's very friendly and i think that yeah she hates the horde but how long before she just hates us all and maybe maybe her heart was a crater and they have filled it maybe the old gods have corrupted jana Maybe that did refer to her and she's on Kulturas and she's the one who summoned forth uh, Nazoth. Oh my God. Maybe she uses the pillars of creation to do so, those five lights to guide their way, just as the divine bell was stolen by uh, the Sun Reavers in Dalaran under her watch. Maybe she does exactly the same thing. Mm. Maybe she steals. And she uses it for her own nefarious uh, reasons. Yeah. If she's been corrupted, all bets are off. Yeah. And could you imagine Sylvanas and Jaina, lesbian dream team? No, who knows? <laughs> you know, we don't know. We don't know. But I'm excited to see these characters get some more screen time. Sylvanas has always been a phenomenal character. And for her to have the focus of being... A big nemesis would be amazing. Yeah, I, you know, they couldn't make her a, like you know she ain't gonna be like um, a throwaway. Uh, she might be a, a Gul'dan where she spans multiples, uh, multiple expansions, uh, a bit like Garrosh. You know, Garrosh was a a bad and then he was in uh, mists for a bit. Uh, you know, and then we've got Gul'dan uh, was in Warlords and then in Legion uh, for a bit. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't really want to kill Savannah. I don't either. But then at the same time, I like the idea of Warcraft being this ever-evolving, breathing, changing space. Do we want to forever have uh, Prophet Valen as the leader? Probably, probably not. Prob I don't know. Is there like probably it would be not. cool if at some point Valen, you know, especially now, you know, he's saved his people. They've defeated the Legion. It would have been pretty cool if Valen was like, you know what, I'm I'm done. I've, I've done what yeah. I could do. It's time for someone else. Um, we also have a, a main universe version of Urel. Um, so if you remember the the paladin, we kind of leveled up in Warlords. Uh, so they've got, um, she's got a slightly different name, uh, but I believe it's going to be the same sort of character. Um, so that could be fun to see uh, where she goes. Yeah. Um, 
But these wind runner, the, the wind runner sisters, mm-hmm. they're going to be a big whoop here. Like straight up, there's no way that this this expansion or the next thing doesn't ha- have a lot of involvement with wind runners, uh, for sure. Yeah. And how yeah. that how that pans out, who knows? But I'm always interested in, you know, like Urel is an interesting name because she's you don't get a lot from her. Like I'm interested in them going to new yeah. people. I don't need it always to be like as sad as I was when Varian died. I think mm-hmm. it was a it was kind of a righteous sacrifice. It was super cool, and in the end, it made room for something new. And sometimes I think they just do need to do that. Just kind of get out of their way, bring in new faces, fresh meat. Um, sometimes it's characters we knew from a long time ago that have been gone for 30 of our years and thousands of another world's years. But yeah. it's just good to see him again. Uh, Yorel's a great character. She's rad. I feel like, you know, there are other characters like this that I would like to see take the banner. And by the banner, I just mean take the story points further. It doesn't have to always be you know thrall a couple of demons and you know jana proudmore it can be a whole Mm. lot more than that um yeah so i i don't know that so here's here's the big question at the at the tail end of all this do you feel like anything that's been data mined or excreted out of these ptr bits gives us any idea solid concrete idea about what that new expansion announcement might be at gamescom or maybe blizzcon uh, nothing concrete because nothing is, but I would say I am 90% sure we're going to be taking on Azoth and going to the South Seas, okay. um, of Kultoras and maybe hopefully the Undermine. I'd love to go to the Undermine. That's the goblin kind of trade hub. Um, I'd love that. Um, people have noticed that in Deep Home, if you look up, um, there's a circle of stars. Uh, and it says about drowning yourself in a circle of stars uh, to to find him um, in terms of Nazoth. And uh, that would make sense as that's kind of below the Maelstrom. And maybe uh, that would make sense again for a seafaring expansion. Um, we will see. Yeah. Do you feel like they're at, are they firing in all cylinders right now? Is this Blizzard at their best? Are they, from, yeah. from a lore and story yeah. perspective, is this the best we've Hands seen down. in a while? Okay. Right. Yeah, I think so. Just in terms of there's enough nostalgia to keep bringing, you know, like, oh, cool. I remember them. Like, you know, we get to see Ilarian Torellian. That's super fan service. We've had Illidan come back. Uh, we get to meet Ianar, an actual Titan. Um, it's, you know, we get to fight Argus, a Titan. You know, that's crazy. We get to see what happens when a Titan hatches. Uh, you know, I'm just super, super jazzed about a lot of that. Uh, we get to kind of see back in time through what actually happened with the corruption of um, the um, Eridar, mm-hmm. you know, as they turned uh, and Velen escapes. Uh, we get to understand a bit more about the Naru. We learn a lot more about the Void. Um, it feels like there's a huge amount of growth um, that should be really fun. Yeah. So I'm excited. I completely agree. Um, obviously, more of this stuff will likely come as the PTR gets patched further. And we get closer to release date uh, to the public of 7.3. Before we get out of here, I do have an email that's uh, kind of about lore episodes. And uh, his name is Legs. He wrote in and says, I love the lore episodes you guys put out. I just recently found the podcast on iTunes. uh, I'm mainly a horse player. I think he means, I don't know what he means. Horde. Horde. I think he means horde player. Yeah. (laughs) 
I like the idea he's a horse player, though. Anyway, yeah. uh, Vol'jin was my favorite character, and just about all my characters are trolls as well. I would love a lore episode on him because of the exodus and exile of the trolls. Then their role uh, of coming into Orgrimmar, eventually becoming war chief, and then the sad ending of him. Love the podcast either way. Keep it up. Uh, yeah. Is there enough meat there? Because I remember the game. Oh, there's you know, more than enough. Because van- yeah, vanilla, mean, vanilla wasn't sure there was enough. Vanilla was like, yeah, we'll start them where the orcs do. And then eventually they get their own little island and they get their own little storyline. It starts to sort of beef up and Vulgin gets in charge and all that. But it feels like in the beginning the, the trolls were kind of an afterthought. Well, I I don't I don't think so. Um, the thing is, is what you've got to bear in mind is that, uh, well, I think they I think they kind of were an afterthought in that they were the last race on the horde to be added um, in uh, alpha yeah. or beta. I think they got added along with the gnomes, um, who equally don't have a, a you know a fleshed out home city. Um, I always I, I made a, a, a kind of a fake game design thing ages ago where I wanted the gnomes to build uh, a new city uh, called uh, New Gnomegan, and it'd be spelled you know G N U, and uh, so you G G. I like that. Um, but the idea, you know, giant floating, I wanted it, a floating city on the seas yeah. where they decided like, you know, Nomagan's done. We built this much cooler one. And then I wanted the trolls to raise up an ancient troll temple out the sea and then have a sea expansion, kind of like hopefully what we're going into because I thought that'd be really cool. Um, but you got to remember that Vol'jin wasn't in Warcraft 3. Mm. Senjin, his dad, was. So... Senjin uh, is uh, is the guy uh, that basically dies in in Warcraft three um, to Murlocs. <laughs> um, so you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 less it's less impressive now. Yeah. Um, but uh, Vol'jin, obviously Senjin's son. Uh, takes over the Darkspur tribe, and uh, that's where we get to kind of see stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they have Senjin Village, and uh, there's lots of honors to his dad. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. know he died of Murlocs. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure he did. That's there hilarious. may have been like a, a cooler thing than that, but I'm pretty sure he died to Murlocs. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, I'm going to put my hand up. I've done it before. I've died to a Murloc before. I have too. Uh, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it happens to the best of us. It's just I seem to be immortal in some way, whereas uh, Senjin, nope, he only had the one go. Uh, but trolls are awesome. Trolls have loads of uh, you know natural regenerative powers. Uh, they're also uh, not titanic creations, and they're the predecessors to elves. So trolls are super cool. Uh, you know, kind of Tauren, you can kind of see how like maybe the Well of Eternity and Titan stuff, if a cow wanders near it, suddenly... <laughs> Or maybe an overly amorous Vicryl and a cow. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Um, but trolls are interesting. You know, yeah. they, they kind of heal. They're a little bit sort of um, uh, almost like the kind of natural life that was on um, Dranor, yeah. uh, where like the plant life had been kind of given uh, sentience. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the trolls emerged from plants. I'm not too sure. Oh, wow. um, but I'll do some. I'll try and do some reading on it. And yeah, sure. Let's do an episode on Vol'jin sure. and the trolls in general. The troll plight, as it were. 
uh, and where they are now and perhaps where they're going. And also the bummer that was the death of Vulgin. I still say it was way, way, way like it was underplayed, wasn't it? And yeah. again, and that to me was just I was thinking, well, he's got to come back, surely. Yeah. Um, he, he has a book uh, and in that book, he kind of gets to know the lower of death. And um, I would quite like Vol'jin to become said lower of death, oh. like the kind of the god of death for for the trolls, yeah. uh, like a primal force and power. Yeah. Um, but maybe you know return to our realm uh, or do some stuff. Maybe be like an avatar. I don't know. I think there would be lots of cool things that we could do to kind of beef up Vol'jin. And maybe again, Sylvanas turns. Maybe you know Vol'jin does come back, and he's you know like hey, Sylvanas. Remember me? And it's like, oh shit, it's gonna get down. They're gonna do it, man. Yeah, cool. They're gonna fight. Um, but you know, we will see. Yeah, I'm glad you said fight, not another word. Yeah, exactly. I realized with my a poor choice of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so so, so, if, so, so yeah. if uh, so okay, the only the other thing I'd say is maybe I hadn't since I didn't know about the warlock or the murloc thing for Senjin. Maybe this is just the this is just the Jin line, like. You're gonna Maybe. die in a sad, dumb way, everybody. Just whatever, you, whoever you are, if you're part of this line. Like, how did how did uh, uh, Zuljin still around? He's not dead, or is he dead? Who- uh, Zuljin isn't a dark spear, um, and he lost an arm uh, that didn't grow back. Normally, they would grow back for trolls, yeah. and I think it was because of some sort of cursed blade or something like that. Yeah. And I'm fairly sure we've killed him. Like we killed him twice now, I think. Yeah. In uh, in dungeon raid content right so i'm pretty sure he's dead uh but i don't think he's part of the same lineage i could be wrong they've all died dumb deaths is the point that's that's the way of trolls and it's fine yeah it's fine let them die dumb deaths uh all right well that's upcoming thanks for your email the instance at gmail.com is where you send those and a big thanks to legs if that is your real name uh for sending that we love getting yeah, those he's and, dead i just looked it up oh he's, he's dead all right uh, he's great in the nexus so play him in heroes i guess go over there yeah exactly why not yeah he's, but he's got two arms in that doesn't he yeah he does he totally does like why'd you do that Wait, like, that's the best arms? thing about him he's got one arm yeah you're right he's got two arms yeah. but they already kind of did that thing with um who's the starcraft uh it's uh the little the guy that tongues you he looks like a scrotum uh Freaking, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, I know the guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But he does have, he's got more than arms. They're just on the wrong side. Right. And sizes. One of them's busted, though, and has like a yeah. little bone sticking out of it. And yeah. then later at level 10 or whatever, it pops out and becomes a hand, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So Vol'jin. They could have done that again because it could have grown back. Yeah. Ah, my arm! Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> I don't know why Dahaka got the shaft and came in kind of mutilated, whereas Zul'jin is just fine. But yeah, anyway. Well. Depends who your friend is, isn't it? That's right. That's something we've learned today. Uh, it's going to do it for us, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Theinstance.net for all the links that matter, ways to contact us, send us emails, find us on Twitter at Instance Show, Terpster at the underscore T. You can find me at Scott Johnson and more shows like this at frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, and for Terpster and his storytelling prowess. We'll Thank see- you very much, and sorry for the spoilers. Oh, yeah, spoilers warning, Spoilers off. Officially, they're yeah. off. No more spoilers. We'll see you next week for probably less spoilery things. But just Who- a normal news. We're going to talk about stuff. There's loads of news we didn't talk about this week that we'll get into next week. Yeah, absolutely. Go. And then we're going to call it old. <laughs> Nailed it. Killed it. Uh, all right, that's going to do it. Thanks for all for being here. Thank you for listening live, those who are here, and for those at home, we love you too. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye.
urban sprawl leads to druidic unrest. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The druids of the Cenarian Circle walk a difficult line in Azeroth. They do their utmost to maintain good relations with both the Alliance and the Horde. Managing such a demanding task requires lots of energy, so it's no surprise these Torn and Night Elves seek at least ten hours of sleep daily. But while druids prefer their quiet barrows in deep forests, sometimes the needs of their job interfere. Such is the case for the Cenarian Circle Embassy in Stormwind. They dug their barrow in a wooded area on the edge of Northshire Valley, assuming the low-level players there would cause little disturbance. But the increasing price of real estate in Stormwind has caused the Sleepy Valley to explode into a popular bedroom community, with all of the attendant hustle, bustle, and noise extending late into the evening. As a result, druids now find that catching even four or five hours of peaceful dreaming nigh on impossible, and the Stormwind Embassy posting has developed a bad reputation back in Moonglade. As one night elf put it, they really need to relocate the barrow to a real forest and not those inadequate woods. As the saying goes, no snooze is woods snooze. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at FrogPants.com.